And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a writer and advocate for less nerdy picket lines. It's Robin Shore. Tone Zone is here to tell everyone to have a gusta. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen. Hello, my little pumpernickels. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting here in the pod cabin, and that particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. I saved it. I saved my intro by Lisa Lowry. Uh, All sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. I just did a video where I unboxed mini keepsake urns, which are tiny, adorable urns for just like a teaspoon of ashes. Um, (laughs) That is a Patreon exclusive. Uh, And everyone's laughing, but you guys, the... My patrons crave the grief content. There's episodes of the Friend Zone, my Patreon podcast, so where you can text me and I'll text you back. Um, I've been writing a lot on Patreon lately, so all sorts of fun and real stuff. Go for an annual subscription and get two months free, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Uh, okay, I would like to say hello to my guests and then explain why you might hear a slight lisp. <laughs> Although I'm, I was more tempted to not even mention it at all and just see if anyone writes in and says I'm lisping, but that's not my style. Robin Shore, hello. Thank you for. I mean, I just I have to divulge because we're gonna everyone's gonna hear you on the episode next week. Ro- I your poor audience, guys. I'm Ooh. so sorry. They love out you. There. They <laughs> love you. Okay, so we had a last minute, understandable dropout last night, and I was like, oh no, what am I gonna do? I reached out to Robin and she said she was available because thank you. Yeah, of for, course. It's my pledge. Because yeah. Robin understands that when you get an offer to do Alice Rose's your best <laughs> friend, you you move hell and high water. Mountain and what do people move? Uh mountains and molehills. Molehills yeah. and mountains, yeah. And hell and high water. I'm in my offer era. I just want everybody to know that. <laughs> yeah. Like I it's just what like did I Taylor can't... Swift wear for that. I don't yeah. know. Oh. Something fabulous. But I'm happy to be here. And I actually am curious, we could discuss this later or off mic, mm-hmm. but this is something I need to learn from. Uh do you get uh, upset when people cancel? I will explain. I'm happy you asked that, and I will explain it. Um, And then today, like, we're recording this at 4. At 3.13, the other guest dropped out, and I was like, she's sick. Um, I was like, that is okay, because we have Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Robin's enough. Robin is enough. enough. Where were you guys when I was little? (laughs) I know. I know. Well, well, I'm really happy to be here. I'll be here whenever you need me to be. Oh, thank you. I'll come running. I love that. We could put in here. I enjoy your children very much. So they enjoy you. I might take you up on that. Um, I'm going to kidnap them. (laughs) We now last night, Owen slept in our bed and then we have this mattress at the foot of our bed for Owen 
Theoretically, but he... He's decided that he is more comfortable not being in that he mattress. He prefers our bed. Mm. So yeah. Elliot slept on that mattress. <laughs> so uh, no one's sleeping in their appropriate beds. Please come. Sleep in very... Yeah. We have, yeah, well, it sounds like you have a family bed, <laughs> and I would like to <laughs> make do. it a friends and oh, family Oh, my God. Yes, you can bring like another mattress <laughs> yeah. and stick it down next to the Elliot yes, mattress. He would we'll love that. We'll have a grand old time. You call him Hot Wheels. I do, and but I think Hot Wheels is mining. Yeah. And his name is really Robin, but we'll work it <laughs> oh, out. Oh, right, right, right. We'll work it I out. love it, though. Tony, hello. Hi. Oh, he snuck I up on know. me today. This you know why? so early. My head... Yep. My head rotates clockwise. <laughs> and of and course. it's because of me that you're in that spot. Like I it's not like you just snuck up on that spot. I stuck you there. And I've been here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But it turns out that that's the direction I go when I'm introducing people despite the quality of the show or I don't know, like it just my head only goes one way, I guess. And then it flips around the back and then hi. Anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, what's funny is uh, I feel like Friday or Saturday at one point I was like, man, I think I saw like your email about the show. And for today, I was like, I wonder if I wonder if Monday's even going to happen. I hope we don't have to do Zoom. Yeah. And yeah. then <laughs> for anybody uh, listening right now, it is it's sunny. 77 it's degrees and Let's sunny. Let's yeah. talk about that in a moment. Um, yes. So I was on Never Not Funny. And earlier today, mm-hmm. Jimmy Pardo's podcast, and they had sent a text the night before, or was it maybe Saturday night? Yeah. Jimmy texted me and said, like, obviously we're keeping an eye on the weather, so if it's if it's not possible to do in person, we'll reschedule. And I was thinking that is not the offer that I would I'm going to be giving my guess. If mm. we can't do it in person, we will have to do Zoom. <laughs> but anyway, well, we'll get to that in a moment. Daniel, hello. Hi. <laughs> I find that when I get an offer to be on this show, I reluctantly accept because I have no choice. That's not true. <laughs> Sometimes you claim oh. that I'm actually making a note cancellations. I'm making a note uh, so that we get to Robin's topic. I can always say no. Technically, it's just not going to. What does go that even well. mean? That's not true. <laughs> Thank I'm, you, always I'm asking. A, I'm asking totally a question. Understand. I meant that in the form of. A question. I'm always. I'm fine with it. Sometimes it's an improvement. Just kidding. <laughs> is this real Allison talking or show Allison talking? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I know. Oh, it really yeah. changes it sometimes. So the lisp, which I don't think is very there. It's not. I haven't it's even noticed it. Okay, great. Then maybe I won't even tell them. No. Um, I'm doing Invisalign. Now, when they when when I got pitched Invisalign, they're not a sponsor or anything. When I got pitched Invisalign by the orthodontist, so, okay. If we must back up, because <laughs> everyone's clamoring to know. Yeah. Oh, get to the point. I had braces <laughs> yeah. like a teenager when I was a teenager, as one does when they're, or, you know, a little younger than that. How many years? So I always claimed that I had them from 14 to 18, yeah. but then I was thinking about the fact that I uh, had my retainers when I was driving. I guess that doesn't rule that out. No, I think I was like 17 when I got them off. But you also had the crazy ones where they drill into your skull and pull it out with a... I had an impacted a, cuspid. Yes, yeah, so um, like a chain that extends yes. over the top of your so head. So I had like an impacted cuspid, which means they had to go in, like do surgery and attach a little bracket to the tooth. And then there's like a tiny little gold chain oh, that yeah. dangles out from the roof of your mouth. Oh, Did you yeah. know people who had that? Yes. Yeah, and yes. then they like, they, they attach it to your arch 
through the arch wire and then they like pull it when you go in and it's, oh, I had to wipe that Oh my it's, God. And Wait, then, what? and then I don't know if I've told this, everyone is so uncomfortable right now. I don't know if I've told this fun story. I saw the tooth sort of coming through one day and I was like, oh my God, I'm birthing a tooth. And then it came, it wasn't coming out of my vagina. It was just, I meant more like figuratively. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> so it was not vagina dentata. It no. was not, okay. no. Just, Thank you. Just double checking. <laughs> yeah, just dent, just oral dentata. Oh, <laughs> so, she had dentata vagina. <laughs> so anyway, then it started coming through a little more and I was like, oh. My tooth is deformed because it's like paper thin and yeah. looks all weird. Yeah. Oh my God. They went in to get the tooth, but no one considered like, is this tooth worth saving? <laughs> and anyway, it turned out mm. that the bracket had come loose from the tooth and it was just the glue that I was seeing. Oh. It wasn't my tooth at all. It was just oh. the bracket. So they that had to go sense. in and do the surgery again. And my departed father is very afraid of anesthesia outside of a hospital. He was mm-hmm. a doctor. <laughs> is that what I said? Did I leave no, that but out? I'm just saying he was a doctor, but he was like afraid of. <laughs> well, it makes anesthesia. me wonder, like, what did he see? I feel like to it's make like, him yeah. so fundamentally distrustful my of the th- medical. My theory is my dad profession. worked in law enforcement. He's a prosecutor, and it's like when your sample of humanity is uh-huh. just the worst even if it's r- super rare it seems not rare but right. my dad didn't work in like a medical malpractice no but he's going to see more mistakes than I a guess. normal person yeah. so it's going to feel like more possible meanwhile i ended up having like tw- i ended up being like put out like 12 times <laughs> not in a hospital <laughs> because of all the ivf and stuff some of my best memories are of those drugs that you get i've talked about my love of versed before anyway so I had my, I was awake from having my wisdom teeth out. I was awake for both surgeries with the impacted husband. Like a normal person, a normal father would allow their kid well, to be asleep. I was for my wisdom teeth being taken out. I don't know if it's that, that uncommon. I really? was definitely asleep. I yeah. Was asleep. Definitely asleep. I would have I loved I think I was have... given the choice. Mm. Yeah. But I was like, Yeah, they'll no, do it under that. local. But like the oral surgery that I had, I mean, I heard someone say, move her lip so we don't cut it. I'm like, ah! Um, and then I remember after the wisdom teeth, I got in the car and I immediately started crying because it was just, it felt like such a, the wisdom teeth felt like a very violent procedure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the smell. Yeah. Because they had to break them okay. up. Okay. Uh, now that's then, too much. <laughs> well, and then I remember when they were pulling, the feeling of them pulling. It feels it like they have their foot on your face yes, for, the, for like they're, they're just counterweight. Your yeah. Head. It's a lot of pressure. Oh. Yeah, I remember that. Anyway, well. so so all all that is to say, I had orthodontics in the rear view. Yeah, but then I, I didn't wear my retainer, uh, and then I had one tooth that was really like turned when I started, so it started turning again. So I went to an orth- orthodontist. Uh, it was it was like eight years ago, so not that oh. recent. I was like the the oldest person at the orthodontist office. It was like me and like a bunch of kids. The magazines um, were like highlights for kids. Yes, of- it was for, it was a, it's a place for kids. Yeah. yeah. I went to, not to interrupt, but I went to Please. in the last 10 years to get my retainers at a place called the ortho space ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's where Owen like, should go. Hello, fellow like, kids. Yeah. I was like, hello, time traveler. Please take a seat. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she made me a retainer 
like they call it an active retainer because I didn't want to fork over the money for Invisalign. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do all that. I just wanted the retainer. But I could never really wear it because it was uncomfortable. I mean, I could, but I couldn't make myself wear it because it was uncomfortable. So then recently I went back and based on the way this is who cares no based on the no way one. based on the way my bite <laughs> it, there's like there's like two tooth heads out there who yeah, care yeah. based on the way my bite is mm-hmm. my back teeth are like grinding into my front teeth and all my te- my teeth are getting chipped and so i still was like okay but like cosmetically things look okay and then i asked my dentist who i really trust i trust my orthodontist too but i asked him you know, they're recommending Invisalign. What do you think? Thinking he would say, I don't think you need that. You have a megawatt smile, Allison, and your teeth are basically straight-ish. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, But instead, he recommended it based on, like, what's happening on my lower teeth. And, like, you know, and plus it's just going to get worse as you get older. So either do it now for, you know, X amount of time or when you're older. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be even harder then. So I said, you know what? Let's just do it. So that's why I'm wearing Invisalign, guys. And I do feel, and I know that like, I feel like the vast majority of people who do Invisalign are adults, but I do yeah. feel there's something quietly sad slash pathetic about adults doing orthodontics. Like the woman at the orthodontics place that I went to as a kid was like middle aged and had a full set of braces. And it was just like, I feel like when adults get a full set of braces, again, no offense, I am one now. It's just like, I'm doing something for me now. I (laughs) want to disagree with that. I don't, I don't feel that way. When I see someone who's an adult doing it, I'm usually happy for them because what that tells me is that they didn't grow up with the kind of privilege or the ability to have it when they were kids. That's what But I'm they saying. have worked to a point where they can and they're taking care of themselves and making themselves feel better about their looks. You, I, and I, know. I like that. I like when people make moves to to improve themselves. And okay, unlike you, I'm going to get a canopy pet and a pony. Extremely, extremely judgmental of anyone <laughs> with the pores, as you call them. <laughs> and I just feel that's gross. I understand intellectually regarding it that way, but I'm just saying emotionally when you see like a grown ass woman with a full set of braces or finding out she's doing Invisalign like me, you're just like, go you. That's empowered. That's how you feel like emotionally feel. Not just like, oh. Well, my mom had braces feeling. at the same time my sister had braces. Okay. I think they went in at the same time and I was a little bit younger. But I, I, I think my mom considered it a novelty. I think she thought she was different and cool. But, I, but I, I can't really remember. It's been so long. But I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody said go Margie, like go you, <laughs> but I, get your like, teeth bag. But maybe. But also, she didn't grow up with a lot of privilege and privilege. And when she could, she did fix them. Yeah. But. I can't. I should ask her. I should ask her if people, if people said encouraging things to her. But like behind her back, we're like, oh, poor Margie. Poor Margie. She missed she's, out. She's just getting her teeth done now, and it's only nineteen. It's nineteen eighty three. <laughs> well, now if you combine it with like a Hello Kitty backpack and that kind of stuff, then I would have an emotional like, okay, there's something weird about this, right? Right. Right. Um, but <laughs> like, like colored bands. Didn't and... like Parker Posey get like as soon as Gwen she Stefani started did. to get famous, she got braces, and now she's got that megawatt smile. Megawatt. No one's megawatt. casting her in anything. But she has a smile. <laughs> but she's her teeth are ready. 
Yeah. When yeah. when when they call. now you recently got a retainer. No, I got a retainer in the last eight to ten years because I know my teeth were moving too, and I had lost my retainers from mm. like teenagehood. Right. And I signed up at the Ortho Spaceship. They took great care of me. They put a little uh, doggy decal on my bottom retainer. I, oh, I, I was going to say after your appointment, do you get to pick a, tr- a toy out of the treasure box? I, I think I did. Yeah. And the and uh, yeah, I they just like they showed me this book. Of all the designs my retainer could have on it, and I was like, what? "Excuse me!" <laughs> so it was it was great, and I leaned into it. And I try I like to wear them sometimes to make people uncomfortable. Now, <laughs> I used to do that. I wore them for so long until my friend Paul in college was like, "Do you wear your retainers?" Because I forget, it was two options, but one of them was like. Just because they told you to, like suggesting I'm some kind of rule follower. (laughs) And then like, I feel like, but I feel like I actually didn't stop wearing them until around the time we got together. There is this attitude that that a lot of people have of like, um, it's like a default. You're never supposed to stop wearing them. Right. I never started. Uh, But there is a default attitude some people have of like, when experts tell you something, you need to like divide it in half because it's always bullshit. They're always overdoing it. You know, there's like, I have family members that are like that. Like they never take that advice seriously because they they assume it's bullshit. With Invisalign, they recommend wearing it 22 hours a day. And I'm hoping that's a little, I'm hoping that you can get away with it. I put my retainer in like a couple nights. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, this is let the chips fall where they fall. I'm not wearing this thing. Wait. Sorry, you have a retainer? You and your mouth no, guard. What? Oh, I'm back then. I'm talking about when I was 13. Oh, and what? yet your teeth are still in the same yeah. Well, I lucked out. You did. One more retainer question, and then we yes. can move on, unless, <laughs> unless Tony, you want to share. Um, Robin, the retainer you got with the dog decal. Yes. Was this just to hold your teeth in place or to actually move them a tiny bit? I think to hold them in okay. place. I should also say, but what prompt, I'm just remembering what prompted all of this, which was that I think... It was my mid-30s. I was out on a date, probably, and I had had a permanent retainer behind oh, my yeah. bottom teeth. And in the middle of the date, it <gasps> popped up. And oh I was my like, God. sorry. <laughs> and I had to like, I mean, I went to the bathroom, but I had to like pull this wire that had been cemented in my teeth for like 30 years. I had to pull it out. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it just, it just over time just collapsed in my, and um, so I huh. think that was what prompted the booking on the ortho right. spaceship. <laughs> so could you never floss with that in? No, you could not floss. You could yeah. you could pick at it, but mm. they had some sort of thing that you could use. But I will say, I didn't want to go back to my original orthodontist, who I think at the time was still practicing, still out in Woodland Hills, because the last time I'd seen him, which is right after college, he totally hit on me. Ew! <laughs> oh my and god! And I was like, Doctor Blank, I've known you since my mom got braces, That's which so makes weird. me like maybe I was six years old when my mom got braces. Ew! Yeah. That's not Wait. the only time that's happened to you, too. It it isn't. Do you oh, told no. a story about some family? Oh yeah, friend the older who, oh, older family friend. God, that fucking guy. Yeah. Oh god, that wasn't even like that was just that was just inappropriate. Yeah, I need more uncomfortable details about this. Uh, but first, Tony, I forgot to turn on the timer. How many minutes are we? <laughs> we are eight, uh, nineteen minutes in. Just okay. About. Um, Robin, time flies. Yes. How did he hit on hit on you? And also, like, what's his age range? <laughs> Well, it's ironic because at the time I was dating much older men. Oh, so okay. I was like, is this my thing now? Yeah, it's your yeah. brand. I, 
I definitely know he was older than my mother. So okay. at, even oh, growing up and he, it was something of just like him, like leaning in really close and being like, oh I can't God. tell you what a lovely woman you've turned into. Like, should we meet outside to discuss what? something X, Y, Z? And I was like, Dr. Blank. No, like I had been going, I mean, it was gross. It was gross. That's and he gross. had grown a ponytail in the time. <laughs> oh, my God. That hence, hence the boldness. I think he did get a divorce. Yeah. And I, and there was like this period of time between college and then being an adult, between after college and being an adult, that I yeah, must have gone there and really was just like, this is not cool. Yeah, ladies, you got to watch out when the guy's hair gets into that ponytail. It's oh, like, no. They're ready to creep. Seriously. <laughs> did you tell your mom? I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. And of, of course, as as she did with the family friend, she was like, did you go out with him? Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, they got a, he's an orthodontist. Oh, a lot of just a reminder, when, when this horrible family friend was trying to be horrible, my mom walked into the conversation and was like, oh, I'll let you two talk. <laughs> now, why is, your, is it just a, a different time that you grew up in where or she's not sensitive to these things? I it's, think all of that. Yeah. Yes to all of that. Plus a general cluelessness yeah. about things that are happening right in front of right. her. Right. Can't God read bless. the room. <laughs> no. God bless, though. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Margie. <laughs> Are her teeth still straight? They are. They look really good, good. for her. Yeah, they do. Um, I'm glad she was able to do something nice for herself. <laughs> Go, Margie. <laughs> okay. So, as people may or may not know, there was a huge hurricane that was predicted to hit uh, Mexico and then Southern California. It did, it did hit Mexico and okay. Southern California. H- Hurricane Hillary. It was predicted, and then also the, way, the prediction came true. I feel like don't give a don't give weather a political sounding name. I know. Hillary's, uh, like, yeah, Hillary I had, should be off the same be, way. It should have been Hayden. Anything, you know, right. uh, what are other H There's no Harry, more. You don't hear about a Hurricane oh. Adolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, why do hurricanes have names? Yeah. No other, like, storm right. or weather event. It's alphabetical. Kind of thing. Well, I think and it's I, just a way of identifying. Like, yeah. like, right now, there's three hurricanes, I think, lined up in the Caribbean, ready to slam into the East Coast. So they each has has a name, so you know. So there's multiple. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think, but, yeah, you're not going to get like multiple earthquakes at the same time or something. They or, should name earthquakes. Yeah. So, but Earthquake I remember Jimmy. <laughs> when we were naming Wendy, and we were just going through various names, and I said Hillary, and you're like, we can't. I'll always think of Hillary Clinton. And I have I, no memory of that. You don't. You said that's no. all the name means to you. The only name that I remember, what was yours, Gretchen or something? Or <gasps> I love that name for a dog. Were you going to name your dog Gretchen? No, that is a really good, is name, a good name, though. Name, yeah. Oh, but I grew up with it? a dog named Gretchen. Oh no, uh, Georgina. Georgina, isn't that like such it. a good dog name? That's great. Well, I loved he, the name Wendy. He's like, it just sounds like like a feminine version of George. I'm like, I yeah, said it in a nice name. way. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> we named her Wendy, and then I realized. No, I actually like that name if we have a daughter, and now we've blown it by naming our dog Wendy. But so you got to be careful. Yeah, but my friend, uh, my friend, ha- my friend's parents had a dog named Maggie, and they were from Chicago. So the dad would always go down, Maggie, down, get down, Maggie. <laughs> and then years after Maggie died, um, they had a my friends had a child named Maggie, and there's sort of no you can do that. You they did it, but they waited yeah. for the dog to for Maggie to pass away. <laughs> I had a rabbit named Elliot. Oh, I don't tell oh. that story often. Um, <laughs> he had a rabbit named Elliot. Don't tell and a dog Elliot named uh, Oliver. And Elliot's is Elliot Oliver. Yeah, Aww. yeah. I know. I hadn't realized that I, we gave him two of our previous animal names together. Yeah, but you, one yeah. would one would want to think they were named after some great 
person from history. And right. It's just, you're just like the name. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's all right, though. Okay. So this was supposed to be unprecedented, cataclysmic hurricane that it could have been really, really, really bad. Um, we were supposed to do all kinds of prep. And then, and in my gut, I felt like this is not going to be a big deal. I felt that too. Same. And it turned out to be even less of a deal than I thought it was going to be. And now I don't know if it's like, oh, I just, I don't, I think it just turned out. I don't think I had a premonition or so. I don't know what it is. So I'm curious what everyone's experience was. However, when I went and did Never Not Funny today, we were talking about it a little bit. And I said, jokingly, but I was like, I feel like these meteorologists should be accountable to yeah. us mm-hmm. because there was one that I watched on TikTok who was saying that, you know, the West Coast of California or L.A. area, at least, they are not the infrastructure is not there. They're not prepared for this. No one knows how to prepare blah, 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 blah. It's going to be, you know, like going on a scale of zero to 10, 10, zero being no big deal, 10 being panic. I put this at like an eight or a nine. And I heard that and I thought, oh shit, Mm -hmm. like this could actually, you know, I hope I'm not, uh, I hope this isn't like a dereliction of duty. I should be, all I did was uh, put some water. Duty. In bottle, I, I filled up some Ziplocs with right. water and put them in the freezer. Put, I don't really even know for why. The apocalypse, yeah. Over. And then put a bottle of water in the freezer. It was so nothing. Oh no! But I, my other point was, but so I'm making my dumb, silly point. But then later in the show, I was like, my point that these damn meteorologists, you know, and I was like, is this really hacky? Is it really hacky to be like these meteorologists don't know anything? And Jimmy nodded, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no, really? Yeah, you I broke mean, the rule. A, it was for in, a moment not funny. Uh, <laughs> what'd you say? Well, I said, Oh, for a moment, I know, it was I know. I was funny. going against the ethos of the show. No, yeah. I mean, he's like, Well, you asked. Um, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't think everyone was like, Oh my God, get the hook and drag her <laughs> uh, out of here. But it did make me think, like, Is this like bitching about the middle seat on a plane or a plane service or something? I think it's more specific than that. Okay. And I also feel like, you know, and, and Sam felt this way too. My boyfriend, he felt like it was just a lot of like, uh, what, scare tactics? Yeah. And a lot of like, intense fear. And so, you know, I was just kind of like, come what may, like I'll close all the doors and we'll get food and stuff. But um, he was like, I just don't think it's going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. And I agree. But then we did it. I will say I, I we had a few trees down in our backyard okay. and which is nothing, nothing with nothing. But when I went out to walk Sadie, probably right before I got your email last night, it was so intense out there to even like and Sadie peed she didn't do everything and she was like done i'm done Mm -hmm. so there was an intensity to the Mm -hmm. rain that Mm -hmm. we didn't have earlier this year but it was a lot of like it was a lot of fear Mm -hmm. a lot of fear was stoked and plus we should say during the the storm in the hours leading up to the storm there was an earthquake oh yeah (laughs) warning on (laughs) so it was just kind of like and my thought was like do you want to know what it was like to live in los angeles from 1990 to 94 like this was it this is like it yeah but uh, 
it, it was just an intense day of mm-hmm. just feeling intense. Was there like an unusually large amount of rain during that period? Because I do remember there used to be a lot more 90s rain. 90 to 94. Yeah, 90 to 94 it was El Nino here. It was yeah. crazy. And I, I had a friend that. die in the floods. He's he God oh, no. bless him. He during the floods, his bike slipped out from under him and oh fell God. into the LA River and then he went after it. <gasps> so like, Ew. yeah, it was just like intense, but like it, I don't know. It didn't feel like a hurricane. No. I guess it was downgraded to a tropical storm. Yeah. And it did feel very warm out even at 10 o'clock. It was very night. warm. Yeah. And the rain was coming down harder Hard. than normal, but not there wasn't wind. Yeah. And I, yeah, like I. F- at my mom's, there was though, down in Orange County. She there was had a lot of wind? Two pots of plumerias that got knocked over. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that She's okay moment. though. Can we have a moment? <laughs> Plumerias. Yeah. I mean, maybe Orange County, it's closer to the beach, but there yeah. was just a lot of like fear and a lot of, I feel like the storm had its own marketing. Like it's yes. just like, geez, well, it's I, taking over our lives. I wasn't thinking it was going to be anything. And then I got a couple texts and like, are you preparing for this? And I, and I hadn't really thought about the possibility of a power outage. So I thought, oh, well maybe, maybe I'll do that. But then <clears throat> I was thinking about it. Like the, um, when a hurricane is going to hit Florida, people in Florida have been through it. Yes. They know what – they kind of know what it means when you say Category 2 yeah. or Category 1. Like, you know, they go, oh, this is when I start boarding up my windows. This mm-hmm. is what I do. We've literally never had anything mm-hmm. like that here in Southern California. And so I, I felt like there was an obligation from the meteorologists to – educate us in a way that they wouldn't if it were happening in Florida. And there was none of that. Like, I would think like, look, here's, hey, treat us all like we're a bunch of fucking idiots because kind of we are, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, this is the difference between a category one and a tropical depression. And this is what you should expect if it's it's a tropical depression over you. Like, this is what 65 mile an hour winds look like. Mm -hmm. This is what 85 mile an hour winds look like. This is like none of that. And then, so I was like, kind of like in this, like I was frustrated. And then a listener said something like um, about pointed out that the that the meteorologists are freaking out, and it reminded me that oh yeah, in Los Angeles when it rains, just regular ass rain, there's someone live mm-hmm. on the street, absolutely <laughs> reporting on the rain. Absolutely, they are the worst. Yeah, in the business. Yeah. So I was like, after that, I was like, fun. <laughs> Let's take a moment. There's a dude just standing just on the roof over there. What's he doing? Oh my god, that's awesome! I'm gonna yeah. take a picture. Please do. Yes. Is he watching the show? I don't know. I think he has a carb. He has a carb. A carb submission. Just yeah, kidding. it's like a sign. Like this is like uh, total request live or whatever. That yeah. Is. Oh no, he has his what? Who? What? He just threw his wallet down. <laughs> what? What is happening? Oh, that's our or his phone. That's our neighbor. Oh, okay, he owns that building. Oh, yeah. What's I thought he maybe he's like does. looking at air conditioning or something. He's, he's looking at the power lines. I'm sure yesterday. he's checking for damage. You know, when he it rains, threw something. There down. might be li- the gauntlet. It's probably a, okay. <laughs> he probably threw a, a tile from the oh, roofing okay. because he's probably uh, whenever it rains like that, you're going to discover the leaks in your roof. Yeah, and I suspect that's what he's doing. And you want to know something? Yeah. We got a new roof about a month ago. And I oh, good. Could, and we had two spots in our roof oh. that absolutely would have caved. And oh like God. no one wants to pay for a new roof. A lot of people out here are getting them because of the rain. It's been so bad. But I will say like I 
I'm so thankful we got mm-hmm. a new like it's not so, I don't believe yeah. it's um a frivolous expense. A no. roof is important. Yeah. I was explaining to Owen why it was not raining in the house yesterday. <laughs> and I said, This is why we <laughs> have a roof. Question. This is why we have a and he was like, Oh, now <laughs> I, now it all makes sense. So when you're like, I put a roof over your head, Owen. Yes. You're like, so it won't rain on you. Right. right. Was he actually confused about why it's not raining inside? I, I, I feel, feel like, like in a moment he, he realized he had never pondered it and then oh. it was solved in the same moment. It was just like a <laughs> delight in his head. Robin, have you ever walked on your roof? No. The way that guy's just... Ca- I mean, he's, I don't see him anymore. He might have fallen to his death, but just he was just so cash about just walking on their sloped yeah. roof. Yeah. I would never, ever do that. That's a pretty uh-uh. mild slope, though. It is, slope. but it's not... Like, isn't ours kind of flat in places? Yes. He, but he, plus, he, has, he had one of those old, like, paperboy hats on or whatever you call those things the you know the like the, a kangle. the kangle yeah. yeah so look he looked like he should be picking up his saxophone and <laughs> yeah for stray cats that up there you know what i mean best. uh have you has have have you guys walked on roofs played oh sure I played saxophone <laughs> on the roof uh i don't think so no Daniel? i have i've been on our roof you have yes when many times what prove it Go do it again. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I want to hear when and why you've been on our roof. Well, we had a lot of issues with our roof when we moved mm-hmm. in, and so I would have to go up there and uh, talk to the roofing people about what we wanted. And then we had an air conditioning unit put in up there, and so there was an issue where it was going to go, and uh, and so and then um, solar, you know, and had to go up there for the solar stuff. But these conversations couldn't happen on land. Level ground? Well, we don't have like a 3D map of our okay, roof. Okay, so you had to go up there to show them So stuff. you have to show them like where something's going to go. Where Where did you put the ladder? Uh, against <laughs> the roof. No, wh- wh- <laughs> at, at what part of the roof are you accessing? Like, was it back uh, well, here? different places, depending on the, this you know, sometimes in the front of the house, honey, sometimes in the back he of the house. He leads a whole life. I know yeah. nothing about a roof, it. Ru- that roof life. Were I you didn't scared? tell you about it. I was, af- I was afraid it'd be too much for you. Were you scared? Uh, no. Not at all. It's not scary. So, like, once you're on the roof, you're good? I have good balance. This hasn't been an what issue in my life. I don't just fall over. Like it's not. I'm not walking around <laughs> and then. Whoa. See, I do. I do. Yeah. I can fall. No, from I wouldn't a standing trust position. you up there, yeah. which is why I have never invited you up there. <laughs> the one invitation I'm not like belly aching over not getting. My dad lived in a house for a while where uh, it was like an old. It was this really nice house. It was a kind of Adobe style, Santa Fe style, and. In the corner outside, there was like this little stairway almost hidden and you could go up and then they had created like a patio and it was the oh highest. Gosh. The house was at the highest point in the in this sort of valley, Tucson Valley. So uh-huh. it was like you could just see over. It was really nice. And uh, I think maybe we should do something like that, like create a tower. Yeah. I mean, if it's like fortified and my thing and it's been. No, I just meant for me to get away from the family. That's fine. You can do your man cave on the roof. <laughs> It's been so long since I've used a ladder. A man's crow's nest. Yes. It's been so long since I've used a ladder. I'm trying to think of my my last time on a ladder. I don't know. But for me, the scary part is from the top rung of the ladder to wherever you're going. Because like it feels like one false move and you're dead. Yes. You know when it was, I think, when we were looking for a house, there was a... Listen to that silky non-sizzly s 
I know it's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was a loft space that we looked at in one of the mm. houses and you had mm. to cl- climb a ladder to get there. I remember feeling uneasy about I don't that. that. It was like a built in ladder, but still. What about people have ladders in front of their bookcases? <laughs> oh, like the rolly ladders? Yeah, that's, that's like cool, a, I think. It's a new feature in a lot of bookcases. Like really. it's trendy. Yeah, it's very trendy. Well, everyone has but I don't those, want to get on a ladder. Well, everyone yeah. has those little like rails from when yeah. they had the farm doors. Right. You know, and now they took those out. because the Barn doors? Trying, the what? I think they're called barn doors. Oh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it did derail the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do want to say, though, that for just going back to the storm for one second, Please. the amount of like sort of panic that that it instilled in mm-hmm. all of us, plus the sort of uh, constant like hazard warnings on your phone. I oh, my know. God. Did yeah. create fear. But I, I'm also just like, I think that was just their way of not saying shelter in place. But stay the fuck home. They like, did say they were just like, don't stay get out home, if you please don't, don't leave. Yeah. And so maybe the storm wasn't ultimately that bad or that damaging for where we live. But I think they were just trying to like appeal to the most common denominator yeah. and say, don't go anywhere. I think, yeah, I think what you're talking about, I mean, yeah, constant alarms. Constant. And I think the problem is that LA County is enormous. Yes. It's huge. If you look on a map of LA County, I think it's the biggest in the country. And so those alerts are kind of like for them, they put the alert out for the part that is most in danger and not really considering the fact that yes. there's a lot of parts that aren't in danger. The earth, the earthquake one though was like get under a table I know, and it, it was said, like take cover it was a fucking 5.1 in ojai like it was yeah. like a little bit rock and then nothing you i didn't even get under a fucking table. i didn't even feel it daniel yeah. daniel was at his desk and i was at the dining room table so not very far apart and the kids and i didn't feel it and daniel felt it which is weird michaela watkins our dear friend friend of the pod i'll mm-hmm. just say she, I would, um, lo- I would love for her to be a friend of mine. Really? Did she um, used to live in our neighborhood? Who was? Oh, was that it? was Nassim Pedrad. Oh, she's very one of her nice. Magazines. Yeah. She's very okay. nice. Michaela and I lived on the same street for a long, long time. And then she she has a place in Ohio, and I got a text that was oh. like, oh, was I was it? like this. She was just like, this is so not cool. It's the middle of August, <laughs> and it's like flooding here, and and we just felt the earthquake. Did she have any damage? No, okay. she didn't. But it's just kind of unsettling. Yeah. It's like, People freak like out about earthquakes, and alerts like that don't help. No. Um, you don't really – it's not really – anything to be that afraid of but it's... was the alert did the alert come after the earthquake i think so <laughs> i so i did feel it but it was very minor it was like literally the thing of i as soon as i realized it, it was done yeah yeah and i was sitting on the couch with Flo. she did not feel it good um and then wait that's weird yeah uh we do have a very big couch okay. <laughs> uh but i'm not kidding that alert came like Two seconds after I felt Interesting. it. Interesting. The timing of it was pretty crazy. Because oh, yeah. I literally would turn to her and was like, earthquake? Yeah. And she was like, what? Oh, and then our phones buzzed. I mean, there crazy. must be a trigger, an automatic thing. Yeah. It's probably not some person that's like, beep, or typing it out. <laughs> but the alert shouldn't be get under a table uh, unless you're like right at the epicenter, I guess. It should be, uh, you know, uh, make sure that you don't smell gas. Like the... The the risk. Sorry. 
<laughs> good, good stuff. Uh, the the risk post earthquake is not that the ceiling's going to fall on you. Like when North North Northridge when North Northwood yep <laughs> Northridge happened. Did anyone get crushed by their ceiling? Yes. Okay. Good. Um. Uh, also, the, the the exception proves the point. But the Earth. So I I just realized what it was. They probably sent out that alarm message because of worry fear that was, there were going to be aftershocks because. Yeah. From what I remember of the North uh, earthquake, and I should read about it more, but I don't want to because it was so traumatic. Yeah. Um, the aftershocks were actually worse than the quake. The Boy, aftershocks yeah. killed a lot of people. Mm. Um, uh, that's interesting. Well, yeah. I was, I, I guess that's that's a good point, but still, I'm right anyway. <laughs> um, but I could be totally wrong. But for the for the most part, the, except for that. <clears throat> we got to cut that out, right, Tony? Uh, the the real risk is busted uh, gas lines and stuff, and yes. that's when the fires happen and stuff. So that's a more useful note. Yes. So I am the person who always just stands under a doorway because sure. then I don't have to really move my body very much. Yeah. Um, but has that been debunked as a good thing to do? I feel like there was a time where it's like get under a table or under a doorway. So I said, I'm taking the path of least resistance. Which means I'm not climbing under table, and then I feel like I heard that you're. That's not what you're supposed to like. It's table, table or bus. If you're in a wood framed house, it's you don't need to do that for the most part. I mean, don't. This isn't official advice. Okay, I don't want to be liable for anybody. <laughs> like in case, but it's like wood framed houses are really the safest structure you can have. You can still be better in to get under something though. I mean, if that if the earthquake's gonna last like over twenty seconds, like if it's a long, huge earthquake, sure, get, like w- yeah. But for the most part, it's really like if you're downtown or somewhere where there's l- tall buildings, to- you don't want to be outside because right, right. those most of the time, especially in LA, like proper, the waves are gonna be usually longer waves. They're gonna be deep. It's a deep earthquake or farther away, and those don't affect short structures as much as they affect tall structures. So the waves like that happen, and th- what you get is the 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 cracking off of the facades. You get raining glass, raining brick yeah. or concrete. So it's you don't want to run outside when the earthquake happens. So yeah, get under something, and then when it's over, get out, because then you could have a gas line. Are you afraid that somebody at the end of their life under a pile of wood was like, Daniel told me it would be yes. safe? <laughs> <laughs> um so uh what I'd like to say a negative is, review <laughs> i am not a, i am click five stars even I if you're not getting, an expert do not take this advice it's comedy day. show uh, is all parody <laughs> i would like to hear about tony's extra long couch because <gasps> couches wait a minute extra couches long. are you have an extra long couch one of it's pretty long. Do you listen to the show? No, I don't. But can I just say <laughs> we were talking about Matt, uh, the bed earlier. My oh, the yeah. first place I lived after college, there was a room that it's okay. I'm taking over. <laughs> the they had one of the bedrooms. They had a custom mattress that filled the entire bedroom. Oh my god, sexy! <laughs> and I was like, you know, they make king size beds, but they should make extra king size beds, not right. California king, which is narrower and longer. I guess if you're like For tall a laker, oh. but like no, they should make it wider. So then you have to walk on the bed to get out, though. In that place, yeah. Wow. That seems weird. It was a it weird actually, place. <laughs> it, that actually seems more inconvenient. It seems inconvenient is what I mean to say. Unless you like feet on your bed. I mean, the only other place I've I've been to that had that was Hugh Hefner's house. Brag. Ooh. 
called the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> no, I've ever heard of it. <laughs> um, okay, this couch, Tony. Yes. Is it a sectional? Is it, does it uh, have a chaise? Yes. Both? Yes. Oh my God. Is it, yeah, what? Yeah, three, it's like, it's like L, L-shaped, basically. Is it U-shaped? Or seven, I should say. Yeah. Is it U-shaped or if just one L? No, just one L. So it's got okay. So so I don't think it's a sectional. So it's most. Then. Oh, sorry. I, uh, <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. So yeah, I'm a, I have a PhD L-shaped in couches. Can be a, a sectional. Yeah, because you you can you can modular. Yeah, you could oh, you could add you can oh you can modular it. Yeah, yes. you can modular. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when you bought it, did it say on the price uh, on the tag extra long couch? It should have though. I'll put it this way: I can completely lay down on it and then flow still has room to sit and not touch me even Mm. beautiful where's this couch from it's just from ikea nice an ikea extra long yeah it was we we didn't know what we wanted couch wise Mm -hmm. and we just were we weren't seeing a lot of things we liked and then i don't know i also feel like too you don't we were actually talking about this the other day you don't it's hard to like spend a lot of money on it. I feel like because like you can go sit in it and like yeah, this seems nice. But right. then once you like, you really need to like live in it yes. for a while. It's so before true. you know if you need it. So you need to do rent to own furniture. Yeah, yeah really. I've had a lot. I spent a lot of time couch shopping. Yeah. At one point, this is how you got famous. <laughs> Early on, you your whole ex- escapades with from buying a couch. Oh, I did write a lot about my couch. Oh, I know. Escapades I'm not on my on my blog. Um, but yeah, I remember like impressing the crate and barrel employee with some, you know, knowledge of their catalog of like, well, that's on the, this frame and this is, but anyway, it Badass. is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of was the toast of the town when I lived in New York. Yeah. Um, yes, it's hard to choose. What color yeah. is it? Gray. There were, there was, there were no choices. So if we wanted that design, that, that was the one. Swedish. We yeah. The only bad thing is it's a very light gray and, and, uh, mm. Bentley is already kind of, you can Aww. get it all gross. covers though. Yeah. We might have to look into for, that for at some an point. For extra long? I, I bet custom. you for Ikea. It they, does seem like there would be a way. There to, would be standardized covers yeah. like by third parties for Ikea because it's so common. You're mm-hmm. going to see on your Instagram tonight a lot of dog oh, covers for couches. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. I can feel it. Robin, what's your couch situation? Well, I had a couch that was just a regular old sofa that about three people could sit on comfortably. And, and then the pandemic happened and I was started dating Sam about six months before the pandemic. And we realized that the couch was not at all suited for like two people who just want to like lounge and watch a movie together. Mm-hmm. So we got an L-shaped situation mid-pandemic and it's been working out great. But have I stained it with various everythings? <laughs> yes. It's it's already no. ruined, but no. I love it. Now, why was your three... Was it three cushion? Your no, old it was a two cushion. Why was that not suited for people who want to... Was it a tight back? It was what, tight. Okay. It was a tight back. Yes. It was It was a vintage <laughs> sofa that had been reupholstered. Oh, say no more. Yeah. Yes. So it just wasn't... I had spent a Wasn't lot cushy. of times as a single woman just laying on that couch and having the time of my life, but it became very apparent very quickly that it was a tough place for two people to lounge comfortably. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. was no place to put your feet except the coffee table. So we just had to do some rearranging. Yeah. I had to make room. I had to make room for love. Oh. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of making room, one more note on my couch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And couch talk is going to be a weekly segment now, right? We need a, yeah. make <laughs> we room need for love. For real, yeah. we need a drop. I don't know what it should be. <laughs> couch I, talk. 
<laughs> I think I talked over that. Can we get that again? Oh, sorry. For me? Yeah. yeah. Couch talk. It wasn't Perfect. as good. It wasn't as good. I oh, you want to do, do it again? Yeah. Couch talk. No, that wasn't good. <laughs> as many as you need. Couch talk. I feel Couch like- talk. This is Couch Talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. I feel like you could layer those even and have it oh, like yeah. a choir. Do we need any, do you feel like we got it there or do oh, we need a pl- I got plenty to work with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do something fun with those, you know, for once. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know what's gotten You want me to play some theme songs right now that I've done? Sure. You know yeah, it yeah. Is? No. It's, the, it's the braces. You've got this teenager mentality now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I'm sorry, Tony. That was uncalled for. I was just being silly. Um, last, like, sixteen times yesterday, Daniel was like, "Is everything okay? What's wrong? You have a yeah, look on your face." You, and so, you often do. I often do, but it was even more. Yeah. Yesterday. Yes, it was. And it's because something is trying You're a to move. Surly my, teen. <laughs> it's because I've got this thing in my mouth oh. that is like trying to move my teeth around, yeah. and it's like making me a little bit. Who like was, I'm not, I'm not at peace with myself. Mm. So you you reported that someone told you because Wendy has to have a few, not Wendy uh, the guest, but Wendy our dog <laughs> has to have a few teeth extracted. Oh yeah, that's tomorrow. happening tomorrow, and that's I'm scared. Tough. And yeah. uh, was it Jesse said Jesse that Thorne. Jesse Thorne said that uh, he's noticed that when that happens with dogs, they seem a few years younger afterwards. And I'm just wondering if maybe the reason <laughs> why teens are so surly it's is because they have braces. They, they have braces. Do yeah. I have a more youth? full vibe no <laughs> but you're surly yeah yeah so poor wendy has to have a few teeth removed and she has a heart condition so is a little bit higher risk she's going to be fine but uh there's still anxiety say a, so yeah. say um a retroactive prayer would you hear this Ah, it, it will all will be done and over by then. When you're listening to this, you'll know how it turned out because because if it, it goes, goes badly, you'll hear about it. Yeah, <laughs> poop, it'll poop, be poop. A, it'll be okay. it's gonna be great. Yeah, our yeah. our uh, first I was was gonna say our vet. I mean our dentist and then orthodontist and then my brain settled on vet. Our vet, who we like and trust a lot, said that yes, there is an increased risk, but if it was his dog, he would not hesitate at all. So great, I feel okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, her teeth. If it was his dog, Georgina, he wouldn't hesitate. <laughs> Georgina Gretchen. Gretchen. My neighbor, my dear friend Susie Spitz had a dog named Gretchen. And when I tell you we still talk about Gretchen all the time, oh. we do. What kind of dog was Gretchen? She was a Scottish Terrier. Oh. And this is really weird, but there's a house in my neighborhood that has a statue, a very realistic looking statue to size of a Scottish Terrier, and it just stares out the window. And so that's why Susie and I are oh. always talking about Gretchen. Wait, it's at someone's house? It's inside. It's like in some someone's house, and the Scottish Terrier is looking out at the street. So anybody walking by would think, oh, there's a cute Scottish Terrier. But I've walked by enough that it I know it's move. a statue, and it'll fuck you that's up. interesting. Do you remember when the I assume what the cool, super rich people had in their houses were like yay high, I think plush dolls of butlers. 
No. I actually think that what? Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, yay high being about four like and a half, size? five feet. Almost. I feel like they sold these at maybe Z Gallery or Sharper, not Was Z Gallery, like Sharper thing? Image. Yes. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding a tray. Yes, holding I think a tray. Nancy fr- Salzman. Maybe had she, she had has something in the back plush versions of I, this? Aren't they? Were they? No, plush? it wasn't plush. My friend oh. Andrew Glasgow had it all through and after college. It was just it was about this higher, maybe a little it's bit shorter. Table height. Table, to table put height. A, a dish or a, a glass on next to the couch. Yeah, and it was oh. just like a butler holding like a, a tray. tray for yeah, you I to can put picture couch it. on. Yeah. I, I know I've seen it. Z yeah. Gallery special for sure. Yes. And when I saw Andrew had that, I was like, we are fucking grown ups. <laughs> 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 I yeah, like. Yeah, people who have that also have a chalkboard in their kitchen that says menu or something like that. Right, right. I swear they have plush versions of them though. In my brain, it's like a mashup with um the Swedish Chef. It looks like the Swedish. It's like a Muppet. Yeah, but I guess I'm wrong. And also, you could also be thinking of the '80s board game "Don't Tip the Waiter." Oh, maybe (laughs) where it was like. Yeah, it would be just like the whole goal was to get. I'm acting it out, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm not. I know. I wish I had and I'm not right doing now. it on the, the mic. Elliot has a game that's like, "Don't wake up, Granny." Don't wake gra- <laughs> Granny. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "It's like you take stuff, and then it's and you know if you and he's too scared to play it because it like, makes a loud. It's like noise. operation. It's got that like jump scare. But factor. what if something's wrong with Granny in real life, <laughs> well, and you do need to wake her? Yeah, up? that's that frightens Check on me. Granny. Check, maybe that's right. the sequel game. Right. Maybe you should check on your grandma because you abandoned her. Right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And then if you if you don't, then she like goes full MAGA. Like yeah. she's on she's on like QAnon. <laughs> yeah. Trip. Mm. It should include like a tiny mirror to hold under Granny's nose. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, yeah, like don't wake up granny like, yeah. <laughs> that game scares me yeah but good i'm glad seems, they're enjoying it yeah seems irresponsible mm-hmm. yeah listen guys <laughs> something i want to tell you about i did put on my glasses because i'm serious step into a world of non-stop action on DraftKings casino play the classics like blackjack roulette and slots plus enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else Right now, new customers can get a deposit match of up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. All you have to do is sign up, select the offer, make your deposit, and start playing from a full suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. Play online on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Download the DraftKings Casino app now, sign up with promo code BESTFRIEND, and new customers get a deposit match of up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code BESTFRIEND. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 up. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. One per opted-in new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. Max match $100 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough with, within seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Smooth. That was impressive. Man, Thank I, you. That was a lot. Yeah. I, I want that on a loop to fall asleep to. <laughs> 
I'm afraid it would keep you too alert because yeah. it's just that fascinating. It's just vigorous information. Well, all the legal and stuff, my energy is the the, off the legal the chain. stuff. It's hard when you've got things in your mouth to be like blah 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 blah. blah, blah. You've got it. You know, it slows you down. It's like there's a impediment. Yeah, an invisible. You need that guy aligner. who did those. What were those uh, FedEx commercials? Remember that guy? You talking the micro machines guy? Yes, the micro yeah. machines. We've talked. Yeah. Daniel not on that episode? Perhaps he wasn't. We. I, don't know. I, w- I think I was on that episode. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. John something. Yeah, is he still Maybe. alive? Is that guy? John. The, the, we definitely the, looked this up. He's not. I don't think he's alive. Yeah. The fastest talker in the world. Yeah. Yeah, he did FedEx and Micro Machines. I yeah. Think. Yeah, I did him. What was the best era for television ads? I mean, I'm biased. The, the clapper. I fall. It's got to be the eighties, right? Do you remember Dream Away? It was like that pill you could take in your sleep and lose weight. Be like, no, Gino and like there's this old, this sort of bigger <laughs> lady in bed, like tossing and turning, trying to lose weight. And she's like, I use Dream Away. Wait, does it make you exercise in your sleep? No, but she always looks so restless. Oh. And then the Dream Away helped her not only sleep, but also lose oh my weight. God. Wow. That is brilliant. <laughs> I was just uh, showing Allison, we never finished it because we got interrupted. I was showing her one of my favorite SNL sketches, which was Jimmy Tango's Fat Busters. Have you seen this one? No. You, they Carey. actually they cut it out of if you try to it's Jim Carrey it's Jim Carrey in like eighty ninety eight oh, and uh, the oh, whole is episode ride the snake yes, yes ride the snake <laughs> yes, okay. that whole episode is incredible because oh. it's like Will Ferrell right as he's starting to get good so he's in a lot of the sketches Jim Carrey is always great on SNL and it's just that was like him at his peak too. yeah it was yeah. his peak for everyone so good but they cut off the final sketch which is jimmy tango's fat busters which to me is like the funniest one of the whole episode <laughs> oh, so you gotta Google like it. dig a little to find it yeah there's so I'll many sketches cut out of all those peacock episodes wait why did they cut it well i think they have to squeeze it down um, to a certain amount of time yeah, and, then, and then they kind of flub a couple lines so i can see maybe they i don't know but it's first yeah we need to watch the rest of it anyway. um by the way the uh micro machines guy is still alive oh thank what's God. his name john mashita jr i don't know if i'm saying that mosquita mashita 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 but yeah huh. listen guys are you tired of cycling through endless amount of trending skincare products that all claim to smooth wrinkles firm skin and give you a youthful glow but don't really deliver results at the end of the bottle Support for today's episode comes from OneSkin, founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists. Daniel is all about longevity right now. You should check this stuff oh, out. Man. With over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging, after testing thousands of peptides, peptides are having a moment right now. They really are. <laughs> they discovered OS1. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target age, also called senescent cells. I feel like I have a fair amount of those. The main source of skin aging and actually reduces the biological age of skin by several years. Maybe that's why I seem surly because I've got the skin of a teenager. That's probably not true. Excuse me. It's f- true. What you're saying is it's not true that that's why I seem. You're, you're saying, saying I don't you have don't skin- seem younger. How dare you? <laughs> Their flagship product, OS One Face, but I, I've never looked better, right? True, true talk right now, you, you actually look great. Thank you. I agree. 
Thank you. Their flagship product, OS One Face, is clinically validated to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone and appearance. And unlike most skincare products on the market, One Skin works deeper than surface level and is designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. When you have healthier skin, you have a better looking skin. Uh, Is your Daniel current... Robin, Tony, Rob. listeners, current skin regimen clinically proven to reverse the molecular age of your skin? No. Doubt it. No. If not, not, give one skin a try and see the difference. For a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off one skin with our code best friend at oneskin.co. So I have. I'm loving the packaging. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's really cool. Packaging. I buy it just for the packaging. I have the, the one skin OS1 face topical supplement. And in here, and I also have the OS1 eye topical supplement, essential eye cream, uh, and the other one is the essential moisturizer. And they have no fragrance, um, so yeah, unscented. Uh, and they are—they're really moisturizing. They feel really good. And then check this out. Oh boy, are you ready? Yeah, I'm so ready. You're gonna have to tell them what I'm doing. Okay, she's pinching the, side. the sides of the bottle, and which is. Oh, oh! It looks is like it's refillable. refillable. Yeah, it's refillable. So it's got this like casing, and then it's got the. Um, That's actual why the packaging can be so incredible in a pouch. Oh. Can... oh, and I just squeezed a little out, and so I'm just going to use this, and I'm going to put it on my hands, and then I'm going to have the hands of a child. Of a child. Yes, of a child. exactly. Of a toddler. Um, no, but it does feel really good, and it and it um, it's fast drying too, so you don't feel like you're it, you don't feel oily or anything like that afterwards. Um, yeah, so. Like I said, it targets the main source of skin aging, which is the buildup of, of old cells or senescent cells. Um, and the buildup of those impairs collagen production and leads to wrinkles and loss of firmness. So they you know, tested almost 1,000 peptides and landed on this. And in a third-party 12-week clinical trial, OS1 face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier and significantly decrease visible signs of aging. One skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking ap- approach. One skin addresses skin health, at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging. So skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code best friend at one skin. So spelled out O N E S K I N dot C O that's 15% off one skin dot C O with code best friend. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. Daniel. I'm I, I, all about it. I'm all about Daniel the skincare is, these days. He's a skincare girly. Oh. I recently, I, I hit the big old 5-0 recently. Congrats. Thank you. What? I guess it's a congrats. It is I don't a know. I've had a very you strange lived. relationship with this one. Yes. Okay. Except that like, my grandfather had a, he died when he was 56 and I was 12 and he always seemed super old. I, and yes. so yeah. I'm, the fact that I'm like six years away, it's tripping me out. But my, I time. my grandmother had like a full gray beehive and she was like 47. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what it I was, was going to say. I feel like everybody's bunker. aging so differently. It's so different, right? Yeah. Like, well, Carol O'Connor was 47 when he was <laughs> playing Archie <laughs> yeah. Bunker. And I think so she was a in tough her 42. One. Yeah. yeah it's, tough. it's very hard. Like, that's to me just such a mind F. Um, so I'm like, 50? Uh, and, you know, I know I don't feel like I ever had a proper midlife crisis. I'm not like doing the Tom Schwartz bleach my hair kind of thing. 
Um, like Ken from Barbie. Yes. We need to see that. <laughs> Maybe I should. There was a meme that said uh, every douchebag you know is going to dress up like Ken for yeah. Halloween. And then Tom Schwartz came out swinging. It is, <laughs> it, he is the like barometer for douchiness. Like whatever he's doing, you're like, okay. I like, know. Um, but uh, I feel like what I, without realizing it, have done is like I've gotten, I've tried to get healthier. Great. Because I'm like scared of, of dying. And, uh, you know, look, I'm old dad. I'm not gonna, I'm, you know, I'm lucky if I make it halfway through my kids' lives. So I want to extend that <laughs> as much as possible. I might not make it halfway through. I don't so, know. So my dad, you know, died a little over a month ago. And since then, Daniel has really, well, it coincided with Daniel turning 50, but he has really ramped up letting me know how close he to is prepare. to death. And I'm just like, please don't do this to no. me now. No, no, no. I'm sorry, but here's the thing. <laughs> it's harder when it's sudden. Like someone like me, it'll be harder. What is sudden? But if, oh. Dying. But if I can get you accustomed to the idea, it won't be so hard for you. It's a gift. <laughs> just do me a favor and don't <laughs> fucking gift. die anytime soon. Yeah, I no don't want to. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying I'm, I'm now in the window. I got a fucking letter the day I turned 50 from the AARP. Yeah. That's how it goes. The day. It's like they were just waiting. It's just, I can't wait to invite this guy to the old people club. <laughs> and like, it's like, give me a grace period, motherfuckers. Like, give me a fucking month. Like, let me adjust. But think of it this way. Bill Clinton, I know, is a prob- was a problematic president, mm. whatever. But he- I would have slept with him. <laughs> For sure, in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh my god, are you kidding? I mean, I wouldn't? still can't resist him. Yeah, yeah. He'll be my hall pass. Um, he's disgusting. But yeah, yeah. with all Jimmy with all Carter, love, on the other hand, oh, I just by the way, I just read Betty Ford's bio, mem- new memoir. Fascinating. We can talk about that another time. But Bill Clinton, I think he's older now. I don't know how he old is older he, than he was, but he's definitely <laughs> older than he was. But he's outlived every single person ever in his family and oh, so i think that was with he saw that and he was like it's oh, all those bjs that's what does, that's yeah. what scientists but say he figured Honey. it out he got <laughs> he got a little healthier towards his yeah. life i don't know how he's doing mentally he he seems a little scrambled eggsy but i don't mm. know he is yeah. 77 just he's, turned 77, 77 two days ago and oh happy, happy birthday. birthday happy birthday bill yes. Bill, happy we're here birthday. if you need us. I'm just kidding. That's so not cool. But it is cool because then we could say we have the president. I just think the AARP <laughs> needs to rebrand because we Gen Xers now are solidly in that demo. Yeah. It's like you got to make it cool and right. edgy. And, right. And like like oh. extreme aging. Well, because it's like the whole thing is. Hey, annual membership, $17 a year. Uh, here's all the benefits. You get these discounts at restaurants, da 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 da. Pharmacy and benefits. It's pharmacy discounts, all this. Pharmacy. You know, we'll advocate for blah, 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 blah. Um, but then you're like, yeah, but then I got to lay down my AARP card. Right. Wow. You know? So it's like, but if you hip it up, and then you make right. it cool, like, oh, I got my platinum, like, like my diners club. What is the black card that the that the, the American Amex. the Amex? The I got black, my yeah. I got my my black AARP card. It's like cool. Then I'll pay the seventeen dollars. Instead, they just are like, you could get like a holder for your groceries for the back of your car for free, you know. Or a, <laughs> there's like, or you know, a fanny pack. What would you like with your subscription? A fanny pack or oh, a holder for you your don't groceries? Get both. You got shoes, but you automatically get the magazine that our friend Joel Stein writes for. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's like yes. it's like AAA. Yes. You get your West. That's what he interviewed. West ways. He interviewed George George Clooney. I think came to his house 
for, for wait for, now i'm doubting whether it's for aarp i know he writes for aarp listen, i there, no, i think some, it was for aarp i would jo- i think i would join just for the for the, for the, for the lols uh i also would I would subscribe to American Airlines magazine that's now defunct. I miss that. I, yes. I, I thought it was great. We yeah, it was took a flight, two flights recently because it was round trip, and all I had to read was in, that you know provided by the plane was the thing that tells you about your plane mm-hmm. and what to do in case no of emergency. Fun. They used to have and the then, catalog yeah. where you could shop for Sky Lord Mom. of the they Rings. They had Skyline and they had the like in-flight magazine right. that was Spanish on one side, English yeah. on the other. And yes, and then I just read the thing that's like, and I appreciate knowing what kind of beverages they have on on the flight, but... <laughs> There's only so many times you, you can, can read, read that list. Right. Where's the crossword? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, the Sudoku. You know what I think, Daniel, yeah. when it, as it as it pertains to the AARP and mm. their branding, yeah. I think you should be the change you want to see in the world. Well, how do I, I actually that? think you could pitch to them and be like, I have ideas to make you guys cooler and they would be open would, to it. And I could be their their guy. Like I put my hat on. That yeah. Like, yeah. Kid. We're making 50 cool. Yeah. I, it's just a thought. You Honestly though, make like 50 cool again. That I, could be your thing. Like, like Robin was going to, her thing was, feet are the hands of the feet. The feet are the hands of the legs. Mm-hmm. The, I, I love that. I don't know what that's for, the but the it's feet are the hands of the feet. Yeah, it was feet are the hands of the yeah, feet. Yeah, it was yeah. something, right? I, I think so. Yeah. ARP, no joke, should have something that's like, what does 50 look like now? Because we're oh. all experiencing this, which is like, this is not what I thought 50 was. I thought I'd be old. I feel yeah. like, yeah. so if you want to get people who just turned 50 to join your club, then be like, this is what 50 used to look like and then show your like cr- you know your crusty old yeah. grandfather pictures and then be like but now this is what 50 looks like cool and you know you're just <laughs> like shredding guitars <laughs> yeah. oh, and, then, and then it'll be that picture of you in Hawaii from just 2 like, years ago yeah. yeah he did his like Gen Z faces that's right i mean I don't know. I've heard a rumor, and I look, I don't think it's cool to traffic in unfounded rumors, but I've heard a rumor that Joel Stein might be here very soon. <laughs> and I think I smell I smell a partnership. Oh. I smell a collab. Oh, I'm just saying. I, a collabo. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'll design I'll design the membership card. Yeah. So that it's a design. You gotta make it metal. That's yeah. the thing. Heavy. A heavy heavy like you know, titanium. So it's like a thing you want to have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm just we'll saying, next time he's here, we don't know yes, when that will be. Who but knows? Who knows? <laughs> Might be soon. <laughs> um, okay. Got a lot of stuff to get to. And I haven't even mentioned I have merch. So oh you guys, God. people are already buying it and it's making me so happy. And That's they're sending awesome. me pictures and I love it. I didn't have merch for a while because I, you know, stuff happened. But uh, now I do. And there's all sorts of stuff in my merch store. T-shirts, tank tops, uh, mugs, hats, stickers. I feel like I'm leaving stuff out. Hoodies. If there's any kind of merch you you want, send me a drop me a DM. Yeah, Daniel's in the um, design. I'm in the design. I get. Field. I'm in the unpaid designer uh, field. Yeah. Although Josh Holtzclaw did a lot of. The oh stuff my god! Too, yeah, Josh amazing. Holtzclaw did do the designs from uh, anything that's Some. good was designed by him. Well, no, uh, there's also. Yeah, there's also bad stuff that I designed, but the good stuff he designed. But there's also good stuff that Ke- this guy Kez Williams did. Too. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. that's true, too. Anyway, though, yes. Guys, it's all good, though, actually. But Josh Holtzclaw's stuff I love. Yeah. 
Anyway, go to alisonrosen.com and click on the banner that says, uh, like, my merch store is live or whatever and go there. Okay, let's see here. Um, real quick, mm-hmm. Robin, you asked about my feeling about when people cancel on me. I said the word upset. I didn't mean it. Like, what's your reaction? It doesn't have to be emotional when people cancel, whether it's last minute for a great reason, last minute for a not great reason, because I did a podcast and we're we're having it come back. And so scheduling is a huge thing. Yeah. And I'm just curious when you get that email or that text, like what goes through your mind? So if it is right before, which would mean day of or day before, then I go, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Because then that like a uh, like sizzle of anxiety goes mm-hmm. through rip, or ripple of anxiety. Does your anxiety ripple or sizzle? Um, just hits me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> right in the face. Right. Because then I have to scramble. Right. Um, and I feel like somehow I usually get the email when I am like putting a kid to bed yeah. or something where then I am immediately like I don't usually take a significant beat. I just sort of um, will. I'm trying to remember what time I emailed you yesterday. Like I, I do it. I like pretty quickly. I'll try to find someone else because I'm like, oh, cause I get nervous. Yeah. yeah so yeah. nervous is my reaction. nervous. Okay. If it is ahead of time and I don't know where the cutoff is, but if it's ahead of time, then it's like really no big deal. Unless I feel like this person is canceling because they don't want to do my show. And then uh. I'm like, which just doesn't happen very often, but there have been times where people have canceled and I've been like, I don't like, I feel like we're not actually going to reschedule this. And right. that makes me feel bad about myself. What's your feeling about it? Well, I, I just, um, I try never to cancel as a person. So I don't identify with the canceler very well. Yeah. And that results in me being more emotional about it and not like, oh my God, I'm crying. But just like, I think the anxiety turns into like, um, oh my, yeah, the, oh my God, what are we going to do? Right. And also there's also this, and this happens a lot when you're taking meetings as a writer, like things get rescheduled all the time. But if it's somebody that you were really looking forward to having on, there's just like that deflation of like, oh, that would have been so fun. I was mm-hmm. looking forward to it. And yeah. it's just something that I need to get better at in terms of going with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. tough though. Yeah. It is tough. part of you not trust the person's excuse. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes, but then also I'm just like, I think what happens is I go into this sort of selfish narcissistic area, which is like, well, I would never ever do that to somebody. Mm -hmm. How are they doing that to me? Which is not necessarily the coolest thought. But um, yeah, I just think, I think in this world of podcasting and scheduling, it's like you have to be flexible for sure. Um, You know, but with a with a Peter Madrigal and a Vanderpump Robs, you got to get that stuff scheduled because we need we need the cameras there. There's certain things that have right. to happen when certain people come. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm just curious. It is sometimes. And by the way, I should say both of the people who canceled today had legitimate excuses. Yeah, of um, so if I get an email last minute, I am I'm understanding of it. I'm never like, God damn it. Uh, to the person like i understand and i always you know um i just it's always like oh this just created more work for me yeah more work for me though and i don't know that i can fill the slot um but sometimes when someone cancels 
again, not these two guests, but they're so like cavalier about it right. that it makes me think, do you not realize this is like a big deal on my end, actually? Right. Um, like, but yeah, that is weird. Like, as if I just like a couple minutes, you know, like a couple minutes before it's showtime, I'm like, huh, maybe I should do a show. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, you know, it like, it's like, oh, they're actually not, they don't, they must not be podcasters because they don't realize that, like, what you're saying, like, this stuff is scheduled. It's scheduled yeah. and you build stuff around it. There's so many emails and it's just, I, I'm just curious as I dip my toes back into this feels the podcast, mm -hmm. we'll have an episode, I think, this week, but we'll see. <laughs> I, we'll I see. just want to say, uh, the, that podcast is, is such a great, I, I was thinking, it would be so fun to do like a, I love the idea of a hyper local. Yeah. It's just brilliant. And you visit all the places and you talk about this stuff, like do like a Magnolia Park one or something where we, where oh, kind of where we are. Just that's like, a great idea. Um, but I just don't have the energy to. It's do a lot. That. It's a lot. We just did one episode and I'm exhausted. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. So let's give people pointers for how to cancel or reschedule a podcast appearance in this day and age of everyone having a podcast. Yes. So give them as much notice as you can. Mm -hmm. If, how do you guys feel about this? I think if you think there might be a conflict, mm -hmm. even let that, let them know think that ahead of time. Think ahead. So, because so, I've had that before, or I've done that to people before where yeah. I'm like, hey, I might have a conflict. I just want to let you know, should, you know, do you want to try to find another time or should I just keep you posted? Because then they can start thinking of a backup. And I've actually asked you before, like, I think someone might drop out. Would you be uh -huh. available? I love it. Um, I love it. I love it. Thank you. I love Thank getting you. those emails. And um, so I think I feel good if someone's going to cancel on me, just as long as they acknowledge, like, right, acknowledge what's happening. And by that, I just mean say like, "Hey, I'm so sorry to do this," yeah. but you know, even if it's just something came up, they don't even have to say what it is, but something came up. I'm not going to be able to do it. Um. Again, I'm, I'm. Real, I hope this doesn't inconvenience. Like, just acknowledge that. Be graceful. It, yeah. If you're canceling, that's all. On I, that's all else, I look just for. Just be graceful. I yeah. think that <clears throat> post pandemic, though, the excuse of I am coming down with something is more than legitimate. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, even this many years after the major well, it's like outbreaks, apparently going around back. again. Yeah. It's still like, okay with me. Like if the day of you wake up and you're just like, yeah, uh, no one's going to have a problem. With right. That, I think. Right. Agree. Um, yeah. yeah. That's helpful. I'm half. I learned something today of how to Good. be a human in the world. <laughs> Honestly, I don't still don't know how to do that. I don't know. Yeah. Who are we kidding? World. And Robin, you said that you went to a reunion. Oh my god! Oh, I did. It's not your typical reunion. It was from like seventh grade to twelfth grade in Van Nuys at night, sa Saturday afternoons, and then I moved to the Monday class. I did this acting class at a place called the Young Actor Space, and I would say from sixth until ninth grade, I was in the Saturday day class with just like a bunch of other crazy kids who just wanted to learn improv and do scene work. And like you do like scenes from the movie Lucas that were like really emotional <laughs> and like whatever. But I like Elliot loved the love improv that. part. Lucas is great. Yeah. I should or I would say Elliot, oh. Elliot would love that. The class. Oh, the class. Yeah. yeah. They still do classes, but there, there are other places as well. But so this, so in ninth grade, I'll make this as short as possible. That's okay. In ninth grade, I was 
asked to go to the Monday night class, which was the class for all professional child Ooh. actors. And every when I tell you every single person pound for pound in that class was not just a child actor, but a famous child actor and me. And just to give you an example. I, um, was this like Michael Sarah level child actor? I mean, he seems so young to me, but yeah, sure. But like, <laughs> so I'll give you some examples, but um. How do I even explain this? Oh, so right before I joined the class, I was at the school for three years and I wrote a fan letter to somebody I had no idea was even associated with the school. I wrote my first fan letter ever and it was to Thomas Wilson Brown, who was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And he was really, really cute. And then that was right when I got the tap on the shoulder to go to the Monday night class. Then oh I go to the Monday night God. class. Oh my God. And not only is he there, oh my God. He, but he I was assigned to do a scene with him like right out of the gate. And I was like, that is crazy. What have I gotten myself into? Like not the, everybody in this class is like very famous. Did you tell him you had written him a letter? Do you think he got your letter? I didn't tell him then. But I did tell him last Friday oh. at the reunion. <laughs> wow. And he is a grandfather now. Oh my um, God. Yeah, I know. So this reunion <laughs> was to honor like, our do you teacher. Grab coffee or? <laughs> no. He's uh he's so great. Um this reunion was to honor our teacher, Diane Harden, and everybody came in from f- near and far to honor her because I th- believe she just turned 90, but she didn't want to oh say my that. God. And she was the most wonderful person, and she taught me exactly how to behave on a professional level. And And we each gave speeches, and Diane was the first person that told me I could be a writer. And I was like, oh, my God, does this mean I shouldn't be an actor? <laughs> like, you know, but but I said, like, Diane, I took you up on I took you up on it. I'm a writer now. Aww. And, like, people clapped when I said that. And I was like, what? But, okay, so just to tell you who was there. Yeah, please. It was the event was at Lindsay Price's ranch. So I know who that is. Lindsay but what's Pr- she known for? Lindsay Price is known for 90210. And she was on All My Children when we were in high school. Oh, it was yeah. a big deal when she got that job. So Lindsay and her brother Brian were like my great friends in high school. And in fact, I was with Brian Price, Kelly Martin, and Scott Weinger at a play Scott the Weinger. night. I know. The night. Who's still my friend? The night my parents full decided house. to split up from oh. Full House. Yeah. So it was like this, like, I was like, oh my God, I'm with all the people that I was with. So and then Lindsay Price is now married to Curtis Stone, the Australian chef, and they have this ranch out in Agura where they have like events and he shoots all his stuff in the kitchen and da da da. da. So Lindsay Price, Curtis Stone. I don't know if you'll remember the great Chad Allen. Do I? (laughs) Yes. He was on. I think our house, but then also when we were in high, when we were in the class, he was on Dr. Quinn Medicine. Oh. I don't know if he was on Baywatch. He Chad might have been. Allen. A lot of, he was like all over my teen magazines. Yeah. And what's so funny is that I had the biggest crush on him. Kelly had the biggest crush on him. And like every night we would go home and cry because we loved Chad Allen so much. And then like our senior year, he like fully came out of the closet to us oh, as I a class that, yeah. and then oh. he was outed by a tabloid in like mm. 96 i think i had forgotten that he's gay yeah he's great and he's a psychologist now living in vermont he has a phd he's Whoa. awesome um elizabeth berkeley was there i was not in class with her nicole tom who is on the yeah. nanny um she was in my class i uh, think she was also on maybe a soap opera was she on like days of our lives her sister heather oh, okay. was yes yeah. that's heather yeah. tom and heather tom was the one like she would come in like from shooting young and the restless or whatever when we were in high school like looking days of our lives gorgeous and right. i just like would sit in the back of the class and be like what the fuck am i doing here <laughs> like every <laughs> what am i doing I-, I mean i got used to it after a while but brian austin green was in our class not at the reunion um 
But I got to see just like so many people that like I love from such a specific specific time in my life. And whenever I talk about this class before this, I felt like I sounded like an ass, like a real LA asshole. Like I was in a class with all these famous people, but I didn't choose to do that. Yeah, it right. just happened. They- and it was it changed my life because then I like went to college and was in the improv uh, group because I knew how to do improv. And so it was just really special. And I consider it a life highlight. And like, I could not, I was up till four in the morning on Friday into Saturday morning because I was so happy. And I hadn't felt like that in a long time. Like the re- high school reunions like kill me now. But like, this was just so special. And Lindsay, Lindsay Price did an amazing job putting it together. It was not easy, but it was just great. And that sounds so, it's like, so a, like a warm <sighs> hug. Ugh, Mandy, but, more, but more than that, Mandy Ingber from Teen Witch was there. Like all these great, all Thomas Wilson Brown. I finally got to confess to him, and he was like, "Oh my god, did I write you back?" And I was like, "No, we were in class." No, and he was like, "I was so bad at that," but he was so sweet. Like everybody's, everybody did really well except for two people, which we can discuss offline. Danny Masterson and Allison Mack were in that class. Oh, um, you were in a class? Oh, my God. No, I, so Allison came into the class when I left for college, so okay. I never really knew her. But Danny, I, we were all at Danny Masterson. I was like, you does anybody it? remember you guys when we all went to Danny Masterson Suite 16 and everyone was like, no. And I was like, no, we fully went. We all went to Danny <laughs> Masterson Suite 16. Is he in jail right now? He is. Yeah. And he called it a Suite 16 on the invitation. I remember that so clearly. But... um. But by and large, <laughs> so who among everyone is, or is, is there anyone who's still acting? Kelly is still acting when, whenever she feels like she wants to. Mm-hmm. But that was the thing. That was like the thing. I was so. Oh, Tracy Wells from Mr. Belvedere was there. Heather from Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> she was there, and oh I. I feel like I just mentioned her the other day. She's great, and she's on Instagram now. She's the freckled realtor on Instagram. She's a realtor now, and I. I made a beeline for her because I was like, you don't know who I am, but I had actually gone to junior high with her sister, mm-hmm. and I was like, how's your sister Carrie? And she's like, do you want to call her right now? And I was like, we can. It's fine. <laughs> like it's fine. She won't remember me, but it was just a great. time time and it like it was something that emotionally I think I needed and wasn't prepared for at all mm-hmm. and it was just wonderful I'm so glad I'm good. so glad you had that I, I know. um I guess at this point it's like a couple years ago reconnected with, with one of my good friends from college who she moved to the Canary Islands shortly after I'd married a guy there mm. um and I just had fallen out of touch completely with her and we got in touch again and we were um communicate she's still she's still somewhere near there um so we talk on whatsapp and yeah. we do voice messages often Love or it. just texting but it's been i had a i, I had a, some similar feelings of like it's it feel like it's like good for my it's been good for my soul yeah. to reconnect with a person from this time of my life and like the me from then. And yeah. I don't know, there's something like so edifying about it. Maybe that's not the right word. That's but. what it felt like. Like I think in that class, I always felt a little less than because I wasn't really allowed to audition and I was not a Your successful. Your parents ch- you? No, uh, I, I auditioned like two or three times that they were like, you're gonna have to drive yourself and we don't, oh. you know. But it was just so strange to be like, oh my God, I'm one of the only people here who's even working in this industry wow. still, That's which so is, which was so interesting. And, and if I could have whispered that to myself back yeah. then, but back then I was just like, 
oh my God, Heather Tom looks so pretty because she's still in her young and the restless makeup. And I'm so like, it just, mm-hmm. you make it so about you in the most negative way. And, right. and it, it was just so strange how it all worked out. It's just so strange. And I'm, I actually have to say, I'm really impressed with the people who've successfully left and like have thriving careers. Right. Like Chad, it's incredible. He's a PhD. I know. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah. He's the best. He, do you guys know who Chad Allen is? I remember. No, no he was a yeah. big, big deal. The back name then. sounds familiar. I, I never paid attention to that stuff, really. Uh, he wrote me oh, a cool. postcard. He had gone backpacking through Europe and he wrote me a postcard mm-hmm. in this period of time where I was still in love with him. And I remember I was at Sleepaway Camp and I called my sister and she's like, You have a postcard from somebody named Chad. <laughs> and I like, I just ran away from the phone booth and I was like screaming. I was so happy. Um, but to, to, to see him now and to realize like the attraction I have for him was just like, we were supposed to always just be great friends. Mm-hmm. And I was not, we were not supposed to kiss and make out. Um, and I feel that way about uh, Lindsay's brother, Brian, like we were so close back then, but it necessarily would not, it wasn't necessarily romantic, mm-hmm. yeah. but you don't know that when you're a teenager, you mm-hmm. think, you think, Oh my God, I like this guy. And if he's gay, that means that I'm horrible. You know, it, you just you're not thinking clearly. Oh, did you have a reaction when you found out that Chad was gay? I think I was just guys? like, oh, like I think it was like, oh, that makes sense. And then another thing I told Chad, I was like, do you remember his improvs? His scenes were so serious. So we'd all get up and do funny scenes. And Chad was always like sweeping something very emotionally sweeping <sighs> something. And like he was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. I tell all my patients now that I really left it all on the stage and I encourage <laughs> them to do that. And he's like, I can't believe you remember that. And I was like, yeah, anytime you got up there, we knew we were getting something juicy. <laughs> but he didn't even... He knew, but he didn't know how to come to terms with it, I suppose, mm-hmm. at that age. So you were wanting to be a child actor, but did you not have – your parents wouldn't take you to auditions or I, – I, I, Well, that's what I said in my speech was that I was not as mature. All those kids in that class were had a level of maturity at that age that I didn't have. And then I said that I was able – I was like I grew up and I and I got to run a show with a lot, all kids and I found my maturity with that and stuff. But – I want I wanted to perform definitely but I I don't think I understood the difference between like being in a school play and being in a commercial and even with all that acting training I still didn't know until I like really grew up like mm-hmm. I, I just don't think I was ready for that even though it was what all my friends are doing and it seemed like so much fun mm-hmm. and they had money like they took us out for frozen yogurt like <laughs> they had money to spend but I think in the end, like everything fell out where it should. Right, right. But ba- definitely back then, I was like, especially going out with Kelly and Scott. Like they were a couple, and they were like riding oh, around, yeah, anything. for years, and they were riding around in a BMW. And I'm like, oh my god, what do they think of my '87 Corolla? <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's still friends, and everybody's doing great, which is kind of the most important thing. What does Scott do now? Scott's a writer. I worked with Scott on Gallivant. And we've been toying around with a project ever since. But he was out of town. He was not able to go to the reunion. So we we definitely missed him. Chad missed seeing him. There were a few. Luke, there was a child actor named Luke Edwards that was really like a genius. And he was there. It was just crazy. Melora Hardin is the daughter of our teacher. Oh. So it was just like a oh. lot of different people from just like this very specific time and then i got a text the next morning from tracy wells and i was like i was texting my sister like are you so dolls i have a text with tracy wells <laughs> but it was great it was great thank you i just thought it was like right up in terms of like the creel triplets things oh, that yeah. have been discussed on the show mm-hmm. i felt like this could be inserted somewhere just it's so interesting it's interesting that to that you grew up in a an area where that's 
impossible for a kid. Yeah. Because where I grew up, I mean, there were acting classes and stuff, but the idea that anybody from my community would ever have any connection to the business at all was unimaginable. Yeah, same. I think that's where my parents and I were coming from. It was just supposed to be fun. I originally went to Young Actor Space in sixth grade with my friend Rosie because we were just like hyperactive weirdos and we loved being doing theater. I didn't realize it until that Monday night class. I was like, I've never even done a commercial. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I just felt like, I just felt like I should, I felt like massive imposter syndrome Yeah, starting at 14 years old, which mm. is so healthy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So healthy. Per- the perfect time for a young girl. Um, oh, that sounds really nice. It was really nice. And I just like, I'm, I'm still sort of, I have a big emotional hangover from it. I, I just wasn't expecting it to be what it was. And it was so special. Were you, how were you feeling when you pulled up? I was like, I pulled up with Kelly um, cause Kelly's family also took me like when my parents are going through their divorce in high school, I lived at their house essentially. And so I'm very close with them. And I felt at, pulling up, I was like, I'm really proud that I'm pulling up with you in my car. Like, this is great. But then I was like, we were also just like, what is this going to be? Mm-hmm. Should we leave after a half an hour? Like, what's our signal? And then we got there and it was just like the amount of like hugging and weeping. It was amazing. I, I just wasn't prepared for it. I'm almost still not. Which is why I'm in a good mood. I don't know. <laughs> See, I went to my high school reunion. Mm-hmm. It did not have that kind of... Ex- it was fine. It yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah. But it, I think I... Did I talk about it with you? We talked yeah. about Pedro Pascal or right. something yes. Pedro related. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, right, because he had been in my class before I was there. But, um, but it was just, you know, I wasn't particularly close with like, the vast majority of people I went to high school with, although I know them as acquaintances. Yeah. So I was just, like I've said, it was like, I'm just in a room with a lot of people that I could, should make small talk with. Yeah. But like, that's exhausting. Yeah. But I think something like a reunion, like you're talking about where you like, you really lived a, a lot of life around these people. Like that's really sweet. Yeah. I, and again, I just wasn't expecting that. Like I got the invitation. I was like, Oh, cute. And then I just, I was kind of blown away by like how much this place meant to me and how I forgot, like just like life kind of got in the way. And Diane's husband was actually in an episode of mine of the middle. Her husband's an actor, Jerry Harden, and he didn't remember. It's fine. He didn't remember. It's fine. But uh, it was just like a weird full circle moment that I was not expecting. It just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, but in the best way. Did, Did you explain to Sam what it meant to you? And like, did he get it? Yes. For sure. I was like, I'm feeling really emotional. Like like the whole next day, I was just like not myself, but in a good way. So yeah. when you come home from an event like that and you're on that high, what do you do with yourself? Uh, smoke some pot. Yeah. And I, think, I feel like that's when that's when drugs. That's when think. drugs are helpful. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Sam was actually at a late dinner. So I think I was trying to catch up on some housewife stuff just to mm. just because I was like buzzing. I just like yeah. was like, oh, my God, like every single person that was there was awesome. It yeah. was just so good to see everybody, even the people I didn't know. I'd be like, I knew of you. It was great. But like my college reunions coming up in a month or two and I'm going and I, I don't really want to. Um, but I'm going because my nephew is now at that school, mm-hmm. so I want to see him. You? Northwestern. Oh, right, right, right. I want to see him, but I don't. F- I feel sh- like where is it? is it going to be Chicago? Yeah, but I don't feel like getting on a plane, especially after mm-hmm. coming back from Nantucket. I don't feel like getting on a plane again anytime soon. Yeah, but it's although fine. Chicago's nice, I like the Chicago. best. Yeah. 
But well, yeah. yeah. It's just different when it's like something as organized as a school. This was like our life. It was just like right. a life reunion. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's like when you when you have intense uh, experience with a lot of people. Then, yeah. Then the reunion matters for me. Yeah. The the high school thing. It's like I was always one step out. Yeah. Or one foot out. Like I wasn't really involved with my high school in a way I was in a way I wasn't. So for me, it's like I don't have. Yeah. There's nothing to to really go over. There's other things I would, but not this. What if you had like a reunion of your film school people? That would be amazing. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I would love, we have had those and it's it's totally, yeah, it's totally different because that's more like, oh, we had this intense experience together. We all have these great memories. That's what you want. Mm -hmm. You you want those people that, that knew you then, remember things you forgot, have different perspectives. It's, it's invigorating. Yeah. But when it's just people who are like, uh, you know, they kind of remember you. Oh, it's like that's the that's the opposite. That's yeah. a shitty feeling. Like, yeah. oh, I barely registered for you. That's I'm so glad I knew that people had this ambivalent feeling about me. <laughs> but by the way, when I told Thomas Wilson Brown, like right out of the gate, I was like, "This is the time for me to tell you I wrote you a fan letter." That's and hilarious. then we did a scene together a week later. He was like, "Oh my god, was I nice?" And then about an hour into the party, he came up to me. And he was like. I totally remember you now. No way. <laughs> I was like, thank. I mean, I think my hair was brown back. Then. I don't know. I we all so he was playing it off like he remembered you, and then he came back, and then he, he was like, "No, I really remember." No, you. I didn't. I was faking <laughs> yeah. it before. I'm gonna uh, have to he look was like up the this James Dean of our acting class, and Chad and I were talking about like he was just so hot, and he'd sit in the back. How does he look now? Has he, he held on to his great. looks? Great. Yeah. yeah, he looks great. Ha- Allison, have you ever written a fan letter? Yeah. Yeah. To who? Um, I mean, besides me, right? trying to remember so there was this guy who had been in a local production of babes in toyland yes he played little boy blue yeah and he was so cute so i wrote him a fan letter when i was 13 i wrote him a couple fan letters i don't know if he ever got them he never wrote back or anything but i did no autographed uh picture or anything no, I got nothing. I got zip. You'd I think got, that the, a guy Dick that was Sam in a local production of, of uh, <laughs> Little Boy Blue. He had also, he had toured with Madonna on her Who's That Girl girl tour. She had like a little kid that danced with her. Oh, yeah. At the end of the video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I believe he was also on, was there a show called Kid Songs? I don't know. I think know. Jensen Carp had been on this show, too. Um, yeah. And so, and then many, many years later, I was at a party and I was like, it it was like a record label party. And I was like, oh my God, I think that's him. But I did not go up to him and say anything. He, I don't even think he would know who I am, you know, but I know that I felt very embarrassed. Yeah. But really it's like, I was 13. Who cares? You know, but also, but I mean, this was not just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what Robin's letter was like, but mine was either. like, like multiple pages front and back. I mean, like I pour, I don't even know what I said in there, but it was like very detailed. <laughs> so funny. Tony, what about you? How many fan letters have you sent out? I can't really think of it. I think the closest that came to mind was I was, uh, I really used to watch a lot of football when I was younger and I was very into collecting football cards yeah and there were a couple uh and the the bears were my team there were a couple couple of players i because there was always a thing in the card magazines is like 
tell you where you could send a self-addressed stamped oh, envelope, yes. and then they would That's sign right. it, maybe sign it and return it. Uh, so I did that, and one time even a drawing that I sent and then got it sent back. That's yeah. pretty cool. Nice. I, yeah. Is like, sorry, is um, is like Instagram or whatever the new? Yeah. You know, they, yeah. Exactly. Like, no one sends yeah. fan letters. Anymore. No, that was the thing. That was the only way back then you could get in touch with all your favorite people on TV. Is like you'd find a magazine, and then the magazine would have some weird address. By the way, I found out. The address that I sent my Thomas Wilson Brown fan letter to was Young Actor Space, but I didn't oh, realize it. Funny. It was their PO I, box. I oh have a similar. I uh, when Twin Peaks was on the air, I sent a letter to David Lynch and Mark Frost. Oh, basically because I um, I would volunteer at the local public access TV, you know, cable station, and uh, I thought, you know, oh, th- it would be fun to to do a show that was, you know, Twin Peaks fans, Twin Peaks trivia. I wonder if they would send me a bunch of swag. <laughs> and so I, it was a fan letter because I loved the show, but then it was also like, and if you have any stuff you yeah. could send me kind of thing. And I sent it to, the only address I could I, I could get was for Propaganda, who was one of the producers, production companies, and never got anything back. And then later I ended up, uh, interning at Propaganda. Ah, did you find and your letter? No, but I realized, oh yeah, the, the, that just got lost. Like these people do not give a shit <laughs> about stuff like that. So, similar they called thing. their company Propaganda. Yeah. It was a fun experience um, overall, but yeah. Listen, guys, this has been delightful. I'm realizing I need to say hello and welcome to the new patrons. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. Hello and welcome to Michelle Farrell, to Aaron Estep, to Margaret, to Courtney Ashley, who is at the texting level. Send me a text, girl. To Caprice, I don't know who that is, who that voice is. I don't know that I'll ever do that again. Uh, to Caprice Helm, who both signed up for an annual subscription and at the texting level, and Ali Noth. Hello, welcome. I hope you are having a delightful time among the stuff that you get as a patron. Um, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay, you guys, thank you so much. Robin, where might we find you? I'm at Robin Shore on Instagram. And thank you all to the people who follow me. You're all so nice. And there will be an episode of Los Feel as the podcast dropping this week. Fingers crossed. You Wonderful. Don't, you don't even have to know anything about Los Feliz no. or Los Feliz. Or even how to say it. Yeah. I, I, I say it. The, Daniel. Just, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> where do we find you? You can find me at Daniel Quantz on Instagram where I am trying to step up my social media game because one day I may not be employed. I got to be employed as an influencer. <laughs> and Tony? Uh, mostly just Instagram these days at Robin. Tony Thaxton. Thank you. Uh, Bizarre Albums every Tuesday. And if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, tomorrow, August 25th, and you're in Los Angeles, I'm playing at the Lodge Room with Jonah Ray and Don't Stop Her Will Die. Oh, that's right. a fun show. Yeah, it'll be fun. And then, yeah, Motion City stuff in uh, September and October. And follow me everywhere at Allison Rosen. But on TikTok, I am the Allison Rosen. And subscribe to my YouTube. More videos coming soon. Thanks, everyone. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 